0: What? Put, What's wrong? I just realized I put a whole bunch of this stuff in and I've got to, ah oh crap, I've got to remember it all now. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back.
1: Hello, welcome to episode 195 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. How's it going, Chris?
0: Uh, (laughs) It's a beautiful day outside.
1: It sure is. Now, this is one of the episodes, I think it's every third week I've worked out is when I work nights and I don't see Chris for a whole week, which some people might think that's a really good thing. But what it means is I have no idea what he's been up to. I don't know what Chris dramas there have been, if
0: any. Uh, actually, no. This week has been almost hibernation mode, and I was just looking at the, the notes I made for this week's podcast. Some of these notes
1: of them, uh, you put in a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I, I've done them before the TEDx, and TEDx eclipsed my life, <laughs> and then uh, I've been virtually in hibernation mode. I shouldn't say hibernation mode. I've been working a lot. Yeah, hibernation mode. Let's use that. Since so, yeah, not not very exciting.
1: Well, it does feel like it's been like it, it feels like it's been about three weeks since we actually talked and recorded, but it hasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does feel that way.
1: So you had TEDx. We're going to get the rundown from what I understand. It went really well.
0: So it was by far the best prepared group of speakers we'd had,
1: and that's right. because you changed a whole lot of things uh, from yeah. previous years, oh. Eh?
0: We really uh, codified how we're going to go through them with the whole thing, and we were a lot harder. So last year, we were a little bit lax with, uh, we were very lax with a bunch of people.
1: <laughs> a lot of the external people that were, like, remotely somewhere else. Yeah, mo- not, mostly those. Not us Hamilton-based trio, who were no, ha- amazing. Ha-
0: Hamilton-based trio worked hard, and and that was hard for you guys or on you guys. So this year, we decided everybody's local. We don't want anybody out of town. Um, and so, which, I, which I think is great because uh, yeah. I I, w- I just didn't think we'd have great stories. If, yeah, no, that's true. Actually, and um, and I'm that's amazed true. with what we got. Like, we really did. So, so yeah, so it, it turned out to be really good. Um, they worked really hard, and I was really hard on them. Actually, I will tell you this <laughs> on at the after party. What happened? We had a couple of drinks, and Thomas says. Um, and I'm going to use some, some somewhat vulgar language. He says, Oh, that last email, you sent it out just before Evolution 3. So this is the third talk, and I, and I call it a go no go. Like, That's you're either right. going to be good enough to do it or we're going to pull you. And it's two weeks before the event. Yeah. And uh, no pressure. And the email I'd sent out, no, I put the pressure on this time. So the email I sent out was, You recall at the very f- second workshop, f- f- you know, back in April. I made a promise to you. We played two uh, TEDx talks. One was a bit poor and one was really good. And I said, I wouldn't let you get on stage and give a poor talk. Well, this weekend is where I keep my promise. If you're not good enough, I don't think you're good enough. You're getting pulled. And Thomas is like, oh, they put the shits right up me. <laughs> I like, jumped on the Facebook group because the speakers had their own Facebook group. Oh, look at the go. Um, and said, my office is open from three o'clock today for <laughs> anybody who wanted to. And four of them turned up and started practicing their t- speeches.
1: Man, that's really like, good. Yes. Like, we, yeah. we didn't have a Facebook group last, week, last year. It was weird. It was really disjointed.
0: Yeah, last year. I, I as, a, apologize As a speaker. For that. No, no. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was
1: fine. It was. But even on the day, like, there was a couple of people and couple that you'll know. Uh, it was just, like, just even interacting with them was weird on the day. <laughs> yeah. Because it was almost like they weren't, I guess the easiest way to describe it is they didn't seem to be a team player. So you are doing your own talk. That's fine. But you are in a group on that day. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that, and we really got that team thing going this year. So so the speakers were better prepared than ever. Um, they There were a couple of glitches. Me Technology, tech glitches. So, Microsoft, you guys should sponsor us next year because just before the <coughs> end of guys' talk, and I'm glad we picked, found it in time. Um, the last minute has no audio because the laptop that was recording the audio
1: actually had just, a
0: Windows update pop up. Yeah, no, everyone should turn those off. I know that now. It's written on the list for next year, but it's just like, what? So we had to get him to come back and uh, redo the last minute of his talk at the end of the day. We had multiple issues with... Microphones. When we're going to have to either rent some, buy some of our own next year, get somebody to sponsor us some some micro. well, not buy some. Probably rent renting,
1: some. renting would be the way to go, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: but we'll need to get somebody to sponsor us for that because the technology at the university is like 15 years old, doesn't do that um, channel hopping or whatever it is, and, and it's just, it's just it's terrible. So uh, we had to re-record another person's talk because it uh, was just appallingly choppy with the, Crackly. But other than those two things, it went really well. I had a bit of a tribute I had to give. I stuffed that up. <laughs> I froze I, on stage. I,
1: I, I, yeah, I find that really weird.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I had it. I only wrote it on the Tuesday. Mm. I memorized it on the Saturday. What
1: you need to do is record it and listen to yourself over and over. I, I would have hassled you
0: nonstop if I was there about that. I know. I did, though. And then I got a couple of. Um, People in the room, a couple of speakers and I re- in the green room, and I ran through it with them, and I was fine. And then on stage, uh, just was a little emotional, I guess. But um, anyway. I mean,
1: yeah, it was. It was an yeah. emotional speech. Uh, one of the speakers that you had lined up uh, do- uh, passed
0: away. Yeah, passed away so. in June. So anyway, that was cool. Uh, and I was really uh, aware that her mum, her partner, and her 14-year-old son was in the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, that was cool. So that worked. Um Shout out to Epic Learning Crew, who uh, came out. That was the first time they've all been in one place at one time. Yeah, I saw that, which is amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and so they came, and oh, every, I keep catching them in the breaks, and they're like, Nobody told us to bring tissues Because there were a lot of a Very emotional uh, talks this year Not planned, but that's how it worked out And then um, okay, There's nothing in the next break And I'm like, nah, I don't think anyone would cry Rah, is? Uh, But maybe Jackie's And then see them in the break And I think Nat punched me in the arm you see, not croon like uh, yeah. He did get actually quite emotional in that one. Um, yeah, I've I've heard all these a hundred times. I, uh, also, Chris's uh,
1: emotional <laughs> levels might not be at the normal normal level of a normal uh, person.
0: But not when I'm watching that. Although, anyway,
1: so so I was pretty gutted I couldn't make it because <laughs> it would have been really cool. But uh, it should have rottaroo. My dad's wow. Was in hospital. Tell the story. (laughs) Now he's out of hospital. So he was feeling really sick, and it took a while for them to work out what was going on. And they said, look, he's got hepatitis A, which apparently you can pick up from anywhere. Takes about a year to get rid of. Makes you feel like utter crap. Makes you not want to eat, throw up, all that good stuff. Um, And then eventually he started turning yellow. So he looks like a minion at the moment. (laughs) And uh, So they worked out it was gallstones, and that's uh, blocking the little tube to the gallbladder so the liver can't do its job, and then all the bile that it's supposed to be processing just gets pushed around the body, that's why he's yellow. Uh, he's at home for the weekend and currently waiting for his blood test to come back a bit better, and then they've now decided eventually, after coming to Waikato, jamming a tube down his throat to try and remove him, uh, they're going to remove the gallbladder. So good times. Anyway, I was doing that. So it's
0: back in Rotorua at the moment. He's not in hospital right now till his blood tests come right, and then he's whipping in for surgery and maybe a couple of days recovery probably. That's is the that, plan.
1: That the, yeah, That's maybe. the plan. So um, someone at my mum's work went through it, and they were like seven days recovery, and then you're all good again.
0: All oh, right. Okay. Also,
1: I met his weird workmate. So this guy <laughs> who I've heard lots about, he's involved in a lot of uh, stuff in Rotorua. I might not say what because people will know who he is. But he shook his hand, and he's like, oh, I've heard lots of things about you. Yeah, you applied for that job you're going to get that job how's that job application and I'm like what <laughs> I'm like cool and i I just eventually he left and then uh, my you dad say, yeah. did you say to
0: dad what, what jobs he took
1: talking about yeah and dad goes I have no idea what he's on about um, <laughs> yeah so good times I tell him about the Mary thing though my dad's not 100% sold that he knows how to talk fluent Māori. So when they go to a marae, he starts saying all these, does all these hongis and stuff. And my dad said the expression on the Māori people was just, is like, what the hell's going
0: on? So I don't know if he's just saying words. <coughs> just random word spaghetti. Something like Trump might do. Um, but in Māori. <laughs> oh, Maybe. That's hilarious, that just cracks But.
1: Up. Last week, I did go to... You have not lost this cough at all. What's going on?
0: I think it's because I haven't laughed for... Ah. Um, well, since the last podcast.
1: So, actually, have you been... I oh know. Have you been... Weren't you going to the doctor this week?
0: Uh, that'll happen one day.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, last week, I did go to the Weber Brothers Circus, which mm. is pretty cool with my daughter. Didn't really know what to expect. It was their adrenaline show. Um, yeah, really interesting how they do things. Uh, so, I, because we were in the front row there was one section where the clown is juggling three different colored top hats okay. and, he's, and he's throwing them on his head. He'll throw one on his head, throw one on his head and then he stops. And this clown sort of just makes weird sounds and he's sort of talking, but not quite. He's pretty good though. So he goes across the stage. He gets a guy to stand up and he gives him a white hat and he motions for him to throw the hat onto this guy's, the, the clown's head in the center of the stage.
0: So, so he, okay.
1: So he throws this hat and it goes and the clown doesn't run to the hat like the clown just stands still because obviously yeah, yeah, most the people joke. aren't going to do it. So he just goes, oh, what? So then he goes on the other side and he gives this guy a green hat and he does the same thing. And the hat goes miles to the left. And the clown's like, oh, then he comes towards me. I have to stand up in front of everyone.
0: <laughs> OK.
1: And he's about to throw me the red hat. And as he throws the red hat, I almost grab it, but it's on a string. And he pulls it back, laughs, laughs and then runs
0: off. <laughs> ah, that's, that's genius. That's yep. awesome.
1: <laughs> um, so it was pretty good. They had So they had the Globe of Death and uh, Freestyle Motocross at the end, which was quite surprising. Cause, uh, and the other thing is all the performers, except for one, they all have multiple jobs. Like at the end, you- so the,
0: the, and you said there's only like seven or up or something.
1: Oh, maybe ten or something. There's a couple of kids that sort of came at the start, but they didn't do anything during the show. And um, but the one guy that seems to only have one trick and uh, one job is
0: the human cannonball. dude. well, yeah. Because uh, if he if he screws that up. They don't want to not do the rest of the show because he can't do yeah. anything else. So,
1: so he just, like on the pictures, on the promotional stuff, he sort of looks like Can Evil Knievel gear. Uh, in reality, he had jeans, a shirt, and a red bandana on. And I wasn't 100% convinced he was uh, supposed to be there. <laughs>
0: they but, just rang up, Waikato, volunteer Waikato.
1: Yeah, they, maybe.
0: They after the
1: show. So they loaded, they loaded him in the cannon <laughs> and then shot him towards the doorway, which was now blocked. Uh, with a big blow up map thing and uh, he did that and then he ran around and high-fived everyone and then he just appeared at the end and was still thought he was amazing so um good on him
0: yeah i i got a little bit more of a rundown uh from sam earlier in the weekend i actually really want to go it's until the 16th so we've got another week right you do. Uh, yeah, and it's right next to my work, and I've been driving past it. I thought it would be more expensive, but you said it's only like 30 40 bucks for the average tickets. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool. Hey, guess what? New Zealand Post stuffed up this week, and I think it's great. Great. I just think it's so funny. But you're a big fan of New Zealand No, Post. I am. I am. I am. They're, they're great and amazing and wonderful. But, um, <laughs> they, you know, they bring out a whole range of stamps all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this time they decided to bring out a bunch of stamps marking predator-free goal that New Zealand is trying to get. So that was all good, but they put a foreign butterfly on there instead of the one they thought it was going to be.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so the Moths and Butterflies of New Zealand Trust is upset and angered. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And they said it was very easy to differentiate between the two species. One has a red band on the outer edge of its hind wings, and the other one has white spots fringed with power blue near the tips of the forewings. And four black circles. Actually, now that I just read that, yeah, they are quite
0: different. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who's been doing that job. Stripes and spots. It's not a blue-jess, gold-dress sort of scenario here. We're talking, uh, yeah. Okay. That's
1: right. So that was all fun. Oh, you went and saw The Happy Time Murders.
0: That was awesome. It was really, really good. So if you don't know anything about it, it's Melissa McCarthy and a bunch of Muppet-like puppets, the yeah, Henson the Company. World. Yeah, they are. It is the Henson Company. There's a name for them, the offshoot of the Henson Company, they're called. Anyway, I can't remember what's okay. on there. But it was really well done. Um, so was do you remember who, killed, who framed Roger, Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit – so who framed Roger Rabbit when I saw it was a little bit more in-depth than I expected. I expected it to be a real kicksy yes. thing. This is the same. I It's think actually sh- quite – it's quite good.
1: I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit was one of the films that I saw hundreds of times because Dad worked at the movie theatre, and the other one that I know was Dennis the Menace. I remember seeing that like
0: 20 times. I, didn't, I never saw Dennis no, the Menace. No, don't. Movie. I was a big fan of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, but, yeah, this one's really good, and, and I love – um, the closing credits is all the behind the scenes yeah. oh, of awesome. how they walk with the, you know, there's puppets walking down the street and there's guys in green screens holding their legs and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. All, all photoshopped out. Love it's that. really cool. So, yeah, I totally uh, recommend it. It was a good laugh. I mean, I went... I mean, it is uh, what it the is. Day, like- there was like five of us in the cinema and afterwards, um, Joel turned around and went, Oh, I thought that was, you yeah, because, uh, I don't know, I laughed. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, if there, if any distinguishing feature of Chris in a dark room, it's got to be the laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, and you know, it was really good. Highly recommend it. Cool. So check out the trailer.
1: We'll have that on the show notes on episode 195 on the ChrisAndSamPodcast.com website.
0: Cool. Now, I was going to talk about Luckin Coffee in Beijing. Yeah, um,
1: that makes lots of sense to me. Go. Luckin Coffee is a... Um, Coffee shop.
0: Yeah, uh, but what, what do you call it? Like a truck, one on the side of the road. Okay, truck, yeah. coffee truck. Yeah, coffee truck. Probably. Yeah, whatever. Um, they've gone from zero to eight hundred outlets in one year,
1: and in, they reckon in,
0: in Beijing, in or, or in yeah. China. Oh, okay. But I think most of them are in Beijing. They're all in the <clears> cities, uh, and they'll have. They reckon they'll have two thousand outlets by next year. But what interests me though is they can't. Because of... I don't know how it works over there with freaking communist government and that. Yeah. They can't take cash.
1: Oh, do they have to take one of their weird payment? So they
0: just created an app. And nobody blinks twice in China. Oh, yeah, pay by app. Bang. But what's the difference between that and... I have no freaking clue... But it's interesting because I think we're pretty good adopters of that sort of thing in New Zealand. Yeah. And I didn't expect that from China. But, you know, then places like the States and the UK and I don't know about the rest of Europe, to be honest, but not likely, you know, or, or less likely than us. So I, I just thought it was interesting that um, China is much more amenable to just jump into the whole, no, oh, it's an app. And we'll, we'll, we'll pay with swung dollars, which I just yeah. made up right then, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, interesting.
1: Very good. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Your leg shaking or you slapping your leg all the time. Okay, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> I've got- it's like he's a little jittery or something. I don't know what's going on. What are you drinking? Coke. Is um, it, what is it? Just normal Coke?
0: Well, it's cheap value Coke. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that, that answered it. Yeah, I, it, But I, 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 I want the White stuff off my nose. Um, no. So word of the day, Korova.
1: Yeah. What does that mean? I'm going to guess here that you're getting this from the (coughs) beep. No. I thought you'd be getting this from the BBC, uh, podcast news podcast. No,
0: I got it from, I think it was the bastards podcast, uh, behind the bastards podcast. um, but it made me look it up because they said, "Oh, there's a word." One of the guests said, "There's a word that means this," and I looked up words with really dodgy meanings, and this one's the Russian word korova. Oh well, you're we probably a, saying it wrong. Do we
1: need a warning here? Do people need to skip forward?
0: No, if no, no. Okay, um, but it means cow. It's the literal meaning, and, and I think it can be used for just cow. But the 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 uh, substantive meaning of it is. This is the word, and it might be the way they pronounce it, this is the word they use in the gulags because the gulags were like uh, concentration camps, they yeah, say, yeah, yeah. prisons or whatever. And part of the problem was you can't escape because there's just frozen tundra for That's miles. That's right. I remember like, that bit. Yep. So what you had to do if you wanted to escape is get yourself a kuruva, Ooh. which is a not very smart... Inmate to escape with you And you Uh, feed him up Yeah that's right That's right Feed him up And he becomes Effectively meals on wheels That's right That's pretty dark
1: It is pretty dark
0: (laughs) But you know That's my word for the day Korova
1: Korova Um, Hamilton apparently is getting It's first virtual reality arcade Uh, That's coming So you can challenge your friends Or go it alone With a huge selection of games And experiences And their opening deal is ten dollars for twenty minutes. So oh, okay. Because I, I think you wouldn't want to do any more than that, would you you get all I don't know. Uh, Especially well, if you're one of those people that deal with the you might have motion sickness or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. It's in garden place somewhere. It all
0: depends on how playable the games are. Yeah, I mean you if it's one I mean? of those weird And if it's too much that's like you know, that's criminal if it's too good a game you're like is there only 20 minutes oh, but what am I going to do I need to get Yeah,
1: no I think a lot of the VR ones aren't um, some of them are pretty average looking but yeah. what you can do is pretty cool yep. actually talking about things like that we have not heard from Armageddon about our free tickets
0: oh I forgot about that I
1: know I just remembered then I was just thinking about VR and whatever that 4D bubble thing was that one year we went and they sat in it like a spaceship and it moved all over the place and there was yeah. like three of them, yeah. Don't know what that was, but um, you know what? I've been counting days, Chris.
0: Yeah, I see days there. I'm like, what the hell's that?
1: Forty six days. Flatmate's car's been outside since it broke down.
0: Ha! <laughs> Actually, I looked at that because the um, the uh, the ridge expired this week.
1: Oh, here we It tickets. Expired
0: yesterday. Yesterday.
1: Oh, he yeah, he needs to move it. I know because uh, he'll be getting tickets from next week with our friendly parking people that love going up and down our street. And um, here's a question for you. And then from the from the valued listeners, dear listeners, I need your answer on this. Our old flatmate had the girl mate that stayed here. He went and got a trampoline for her 266 days ago uh, on the 16th of December last year. That's how long this has been sitting here outside. Is it fair game? Because he's moved out and apparently she still wants it. And we haven't seen anybody. Is it fair game that I use it for a temporary structure for my giant pumpkins? Because I was looking at it and I was like, I think it'll work quite well. Because it's like a rectangle just
0: one. do it, bro. Seriously.
1: I'm just worried they're going to come around when I'm using it and try and pull it apart and trample my plant. Right. But anyway, I am going to use it. But I'd love to have some feedback on that. 266 yeah, yeah. days. Like, I don't know if the kids have been waiting that long. If they know it's coming like every I,
0: I've got to do my budget today and I think he still owes me for the last uh, electricity and I don't know if Xavier did either so but I haven't done my budget for track two that
1: weeks. track that down and then kick some doors in and yeah 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 smash some skulls but I mean like every day are these kids waking up going is is today the day we're going to get the trampoline
0: no <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, oh, and I've got a big orange matting at work to bring in. Yeah, how's that going? Have we found out about that yet? We, we Not yet. To, I talked about to somebody about it. I'm like, I don't want to think about it because I've been stressed at work. It's been full on. So, did have I explained this? I don't know. Did I talk about it? On the I don't podcast? think you have actually. So, oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> no. So, um, in America, they put down this stuff and they call it um, mill fabric. And it's underneath the pumpkin, and it sort of looks like a tarp, and it's usually red or orange. And eventually, I found out what it was, and it's some weird thing that they use in pulp and paper mills. Uh, I spoke to a pulp and so paper it's mill.
0: Something about the porosity—is that a word? How porous it is, and yeah. the fiber of it, and goes, yeah, yeah. the weave or whatever. It's, yeah, so the water it feels like a, a mesh, like like flattened astroturf. Yeah, so it the t-
1: water goes through it. And I was talking to a pulp and paper mill in Napier. And they said, oh, we can only use it for 80 days, and then it's just scrap, and we've got two giant rolls of it. Do you want them? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. But then they sort of said, oh, you know, uh, you know do you have an account with the freight company? I said, no. And they said, don't worry. We'll sort it out. So, basically, they shipped it to me for free um, to Chris's work because they have a forklift, <laughs> and it's been there for a while now. I'm waiting for Chris to have a conversation about it.
0: Yeah, I've got to talk to the boss about getting it on a truck to get it back here because it ain't going to go on my car. No, <laughs> if I, no, If I put the forklift and put that on the roof of my car, the roof of my car would collapse Oh, yeah, totally. totally.
1: It's three metres uh, wide and 20 metres long, and there's two of them.
0: Yeah. And it so, looks heavy. Yeah, it looks heavy.
1: So it would be fun in games if <coughs> we get it here.
0: <coughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, we. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get on to that. We'll do something with that. ANZ UK Rocket Ship Awards are coming.
1: I read it before as Rocket um, League. I was just like, oh, Rocket League, here we go. No, uh,
0: Rocket Ship. I, I, actually, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, Rocket Ship.
1: Uh, you, yeah, I don't know. No, it's
0: Rocket Ship Awards. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically, this is a question, actually, because I just came across this this morning. So it's the UK uh, have been doing these Rocket Ship Awards in the UK for a while, and it's. Um, you know, getting funders, VCs, do these awards, and they go. You're a great entrepreneur. You've got a great business. We'll fund you, right? So, hang on. What are the actual awards? Uh, it's, it's basically just going for VC money, right? So, you no. Know, so, if you've got an idea for a business, yeah, you go in there, you apply, and that you pitch to the investors, and you get money. I don't know why it's called awards, but thank for, you. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah bit exactly. Confusing. Exactly, but that's what they call it. Right? Okay.
1: Okay. So, so it's uh, yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: So um, they've just launched in Australia and New Zealand. But, okay. But, but it's the UK doing it in Australia and New Zealand, right?
1: So, oh, so, so it's, their, it's their investors over there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, it's sort of genius except it's the wrong way around because they're just stealing all our brightest people and our brightest ideas because they will be UK companies, I'm assuming. Uh, if they invest them in them, or they'll be partly U.S. U.K. owned. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I'm like, I sort of like the idea that you know it's, it's promoting it and lifting up. But I think we should be doing that. ourselves so, and Net we had that discussion with James the other few weeks back at the TEDx salon um, from KiwiNet, and you know the stuff he's doing is right, and that's the sort of thing he's doing. But the whole thing about UK bringing their finance people here. Maybe I've got the wrong end of the <laughs> stick because there wasn't a lot of information about it. Um, the all I, all I remember is that uh, applications close on the 23rd of November.
1: All oh, right. I think a lot of it will come down to the. Because whatever their conditions are, like we'll give you this money and then we're going to be whatever, partner or.
0: Well, they're going to own it. I mean, that's the basic, right? Yeah. they going to have ownership. And so even if they take. 20%, 30% of the company, it means still means 20%, 30% of the company is overseas. But maybe that's standard. Maybe that's what all of them are because there's just not the money but,
1: here. yeah, I mean, if no one else is doing it here, and there are people that should be probably doing it here, maybe. Mm. They've got money, but they don't want to share it around.
0: Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. If anybody knows anything about it, let us know. Um, and uh, what do you think? Do you think it's uh, something we should be uh, more embracing within the country? Or, you know, are we just letting everybody else... Um,
1: Oh, I think, it, some I, I think it. it'll be all right, but I think some of the ideas they won't understand, if it's Kiwi-based or Australian-based, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they'll be like, no. So they'll just invest in things they know about. And yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, oh, did I tell you how well we did with TEDx with our standing ovations? We got three or four standing ovations. Didn't the year. first person on the day get one? I know. So a, um was the first sp- speaker, and I put her there because it was a very strong talk. And um, after I sent her out on stage, I turned around to Amy, our stage manager, and said, I actually feel a bit gutted about this because I know if she was later in the day, she'd get a standing ovation. Nobody gets a standing ovation being the first talk of the day. Like nobody. You've got to warm the audience up. It just doesn't happen. And Chris has proven wrong. And I was proven wrong. And I'm delightedly so she got a standing ovation on the first talk so that was really cool um, yeah and Raori also had trouble with his mic I had to go out on stage and pull him off stage um, part way through his talk and he had to start um, with, and then I had to extemporise for yeah, five yeah. minutes it felt like a lifetime this sounds f- like
1: a magical experience for everyone <laughs>
0: <laughs> the way you describe it to me, I was like oh my god. <laughs> I just started talking to the audience and rah 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 while they're setting up for the musician behind me who wasn't even ready yet and like they had to go and find him so they could put him on and then we well we fixed uh Rauri's, uh mic and had him on after that. But his his one got a, a standing ovation. He nailed it. So um yeah. Uh so yeah, very, very successful day. Sorry to Go back to that, but it was it was no
1: good. It brings us to the end of the podcast. Actually, another week, another sunny day. Summer's definitely here. Oh
0: yeah, well, well until it rains in well, two more it's, days. It's it's not exactly warm, but it's sunny. Oh, it's great. <laughs> um I'm off to Wellington Tuesday, Wednesday next week. I'm expecting um, amazing stories from that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'll be able to come back, and I will be a negotiator, bro, a negotiator. Uh, well, I
1: can just imagine you getting into an argument with the instructor.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that too. I've already been thinking about uh, one of the books I bought is um so there's a big big uh book in the um negotiation field called Getting to Yes. Okay. And I bought the um controversial book of Start with No, which oh. I really like. Yeah. <laughs> which makes a lot of sense okay so So we'll uh, see how that goes (laughs)
1: yep so join us next week same time same place make sure to check us out on facebook and like us or poke the button or whatever their new thing is and uh, (laughs) we will see you next week on the chris and sam podcast i'm chris i'm sam see ya
0: bye hope you enjoy the show make sure to subscribe and catch you next week don't forget to tell your friend